The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Time for the last word on health with Dr. Brian Higgins from Galway Primary Care. We're going to talk about back to school illnesses. And Brian, there's a lot of talk around at the moment about COVID being rampant. Is that true? And if it is true, what's it going to be like when the schools return? So we've seen a lot of COVID come through the clinic now, patients testing positive with antigen tests or patients calling us with coughs and colds and viral symptoms not having tested themselves and then we'll ask them to do a test test before making their their appointment and then indeed finding out they're they have a positive test and i think covid has kind of gone to the back of everyone's minds now because we all wanted to just just be like like any traumatic event you just want it to be behind you but unfortunately there is still quite a bit of it around now thankfully it doesn't seem to be making people quite as sick as it was maybe this time last year or the year before but again for people who might be immunosuppressed or elderly patients they're still going to be vulnerable of getting quite sick with it so it's important to just keep it in mind and if you have symptoms of a cold sore throat runny nose headache cough fever that you just think covid and do the antigen test because nobody wants to be spreading it unnecessarily okay and then should parents be keeping children home from school if they have a case of covid I think it, absolutely, because uh, you just, again, is a child going to get very sick with COVID? Probably not. Some will, but the vast majority won't. But they might be living at home. But you might have a kitty in the class who has an elderly uh, grandparent living in the house or might have a sibling who's on chemotherapy. And you just have to follow those guidelines of just staying home for a few days when you have an antigen test because while your kid might not get very sick and the child in school might not get very sick but they could take it home and make someone else very sick so we just have to think of others. And what other illnesses are children prone to when they return to school? Again when we come back into the school environment and are those viral and mainly viral, but sometimes bacterial illnesses start spread when kids are in close contact with another. The most common thing we're probably going to see this time of year is gastroenteritis, which is your common vomiting and diarrhea. But we also see a lot of colds, ear infections, conjunctivitis. I've actually had a couple of patients with chickenpox in this morning. And um, again, as we go further into the winter, we tend to see cases of croup. So is this an unusual time of year for getting things like chickenpox? I no, I think it's always around and there's peaks and troughs, but there definitely seems to be a bit of it in the community at the minute. Okay, and in situations like this, when children come together in large groups again, is it almost inevitable that things will spread? Absolutely. And when it comes to kiddies getting sick, you have to remember it's important that kids get sick because that's how their immune system develops and they learn how to fight infection. Now, we don't want kids to actively get unwell. So we do promote their children's vaccinations are incredibly important. Good hand hygiene and not sending kids into school when they're very unwell. But by the nature of kids being around one another, they are going to spread minor self-limiting infections and kids are going to get them at some point. And when they're younger and smaller, they're made out of rubber and magic. They tend to get sick for a few days and then get over it and their immune system learns and adapts. Of course, the free medical care for children has been extended to what now the age of seven, which might persuade a lot of parents to bring their child to their GP. But are there things that they should do? Is there a checklist that they should uh, turn to before they make the decision to bring the child to the doctor? With childhood illness, the vast majority are going to be self 
limiting illnesses where a child has a cold, a bit of a tummy bug and what they just need is to be, they need to be kept home and minded for a few days. But there are things that I would always advise parents to look out for. The first thing is if you ever have a good instinct of there is something wrong with my child, they need to get seen, book an appointment. And that's that, um, that uh, parental instinct is really important. When it comes to getting temperatures, a high temperature above 39.5, you generally don't see that with most viral illnesses. That could be flu or it could be an ear infection or tonsillitis or a bad chest infection. So a temperature above 39.5 or a temperature that's not coming down when you give calpolinurofen. Sometimes parents will say, oh, I, I brought the kitty to see you, but I didn't give them calpolinurofen because I wanted you to see how bad they were. Whereas actually, um, if you have a kitty and you give them calpol and they are a super kitty for the next six hours while it's in their symptom system, that's a really good sign that it's a viral self-limiting illness. Whereas if you give a child who's unwell calpol and urofen, uh, sorry, paracetamol and ibuprofen and it really doesn't affect their temperature at all and they're still quite sick, that's a warning sign that it could be something more serious underlying. Temperatures shouldn't last longer than five days. And for any kitty who's not able to keep down any fluids or who's getting really lethargic or tired and they just don't, they just want to lie there and not move, that's a worrying sign and they should get checked out. Are doctors worried about giving antibiotics to children? I, uh, sorry, sorry, could you say that again? I didn't are, quite are doctors wary about giving antibiotics to children? I think we're wary about antibiotics in general because the vast majority of illnesses are self-limiting viral illness. And one of the best things that have come out of COVID is that people now realise that viral illnesses can make you very sick and antibiotics still don't work for them. When you give antibiotics unnecessarily, effectively what you're doing is you're training all of the bacteria in your body to become resistant to the antibiotics. And then what happens is they're not available to you or you become the bacteria become resistant to them. And then in the future, when you do really need them, they may not work. And that's why we'd often try and encourage patients maybe not to come see us the first or second day when they're sick because a lot of viral illness, illnesses will get worse over the first two to three days and then get better. Whereas a, so a kitty or an adult who's getting sick sicker and sicker after three days, there's a much higher chance that there's an underlying bacterial infection there. And there are a couple of things that we use to try help us identify whether this is a viral illness or a bacterial illness. Generally, if you're sick everywhere, if you have a sore ear and a runny nose and a sore throat and a chesty cough, if you're sick everywhere, that's usually viral. Whereas if you're just sick in one spot, it's just a sore ear with no cough or just a sore throat with no cough or runny nose, that's more likely to be a bacterial okay, infection. Very briefly, because I'm going way over time but if a child is sick could it be that it's a sort of a reaction to maybe if they're unhappy going back to school if they're bullied or if they're uncertain of themselves in school can that manifest itself in physical sickness? Absolutely. I, when it comes to, and not just not just children, adults as well, when we bottle things up, we tend to have a physical reaction to them. And it is very common for kids who are going through, if they're emotionally distressed, to actually develop maybe headaches or abdominal pain as a result of that. And it's certainly something worth talking about again. But uh, not just kiddies, adults as well can suffer with quite bad headaches and okay. back pain and digestive problems when they're stressed. We'll get to that another day. Thank you very much. As ever, Dr. Brian Higgins from Galway Primary Care for being with us for the last word in health. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.